Small business owner, then you assume that okay, he's an actual small business owner. Yeah, but do you see people in commercials and not think to yourself, oh, there's just an actor playing that part? Do you actually believe that people in commercials are the people who say that they are? Yes. What is wrong with you? Have you You're- ever been? Have you ever been to uh to to buy insurance from Flo? She's I, there. <laughs> Flo is a character. I know. She's Flo obviously real. not real. But when you show a commercial, it looks like it's kind of documentary style. Yeah, but if I was to see the chick who plays Flo, and I saw her Stephanie doing... Stephanie Courtney. Yeah, Stephanie Courtney. I didn't just for the insiders, I guess. I mean, I knew what her name was. Uh, uh, whenever I see, If I see Flo in another commercial or doing like a late night TV bit, I don't think to myself, what a sellout. You mean she's not really Flo? No, I'm not saying a sellout. I'm saying it's disingenuous by the company that's saying... We have these small business loans. Look at what we did for these guys. Well, my small business, we did this. But that's every commercial ever made. No, it's not. You see the commercials at the pump when people are just like standing up to the thing being like, and when I have lower gas prices, I can buy this. These are all actors. They're not going to buy anything. They're all poor. They're poor Hollywood actors. so dumb, dude. I'm just saying, if you're going to do it, that's fine. <laughs> Don't have a guy that's in the interview and on Fresh Off okay. the Boat in your commercial. Fair enough. If you're going to have a guy be sa- on the commercial saying, hi, I own a pet store, yeah. the first thing that should not come to your mind is, hey, that's the guy who played Kim Jong-un in the interview. Thank you. Thank yes. you. I think it's weird to keep around. But remember that the Evangeline Lilly from Lost did that late night hookup 900 well, number different. commercial. They played that after well she after, became yeah. but, but it also, you didn't. She wasn't saying I'm an actual. Well, she heavily implies, "Come call me at the." Lo- <laughs> Evangeline Lilly's not on the 900 number. She uh, is an actress playing a character. Probably Charlie from Lost is. Well, assuredly, Charlie is probably you know. It's uh, yeah. It's like Ray. Okay, when I watch State Farm commercials, I know that Jake from State Farm doesn't work there. Are you sure about that? I mean, he's wearing khakis. He looks very nice. You know, with that commercial, that one kills me because, like, the wife comes downstairs and he says, oh, you'd let me do that? Ooh, ooh, that sounds, that sounds good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then like she, that. she comes downstairs at 3 in the morning, turns on the lights. She's like, who are you talking to? He's like, it's Jake from State Farm. She's like, okay, whatever. Who is this? Jake from State Farm. She sounds hideous. Like, well, like that's the problem. She's a he. <laughs> I guess my question, though, is why is that her reaction? Not, I feel betrayed because I think you're cheating on me. It's he's, She needs to put down the other woman who yeah. is, in fact, Jake well, from have you not oh, ever, weird commercial have logic. Have you not watched? No, that's reality, right? It's not have reality. Have you not watched Maury or Jerry Springer? Oh, my God. That's what always happens. When their boyfriend is cheating on someone else, they bring the other girl on. They're much more ma- They're always pulling the other girl's hair. They're not punching their boyfriend in the balls. I mean, that is 100% correct, but I guess we're led to believe that the WT on Maury <laughs> are terrible people, and these are a nice suburban family who maybe wouldn't act the way the people on Maury yeah, act, but apparently they do. People are people, Ray. People are people. Hey, everybody. Cue up the Depeche Mode. <laughs> what? People are people. That's a Depeche Mode song. People are people. No, that's people, people. I don't know that song. Barbara Streisand. That's different. Depeche Mode and Barbara Streisand are different. Personal people reach out and touch people. That's that. Oh, that's, yeah. That's Marilyn Manson.
Well, it's Covering Manson. Depeche Mode. Covering Depeche Mode. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the very next installment of Raisin Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And are you sure about that? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to linger on my name. And I'm... I don't know. I don't know who I am today. That's what I, that's what I do. Why but do I have to say it so fast? We have a timbre for the opening that's now been hijacked and ruined. What are you talking about? Instead of saying, and I'm Brent, I say, and I'm Brent. Well, you don't have to make it last 20 minutes. And I'm Brent. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Hey, Brent. Brent. <laughs> In any case, I don't know. What we're doing? Uh, we got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about this week. Uh, the, uh, some sort of impressive football game happened over the weekend, Brent. Well, you didn't watch it, so I nope. guess I'll just be talking about it by myself. Well, you know, it wouldn't be any different than a normal episode. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Super Bowl that happened. Uh, apparently, it's of course the one that I skipped. The one that I choose to boycott happens to be maybe the greatest played Super Bowl game of all time. I did do my due diligence. I watched the highlights and reaction and what have you. I will be able to speak intelligently about the game, even though I didn't actually watch it. It was one of the top 49 Super Bowls, for sure. Assuredly. You know which one was the worst? That one Super Bowl Chiefs one. Won. Super Bowl one, when the Green Bay cheated and destroyed the Chiefs. Oh, that sounds fair. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to talk about there. We got to talk about, I mean, you know, a lot of other topics. We have Lance Armstrong in the news, Johnny Rehab. I mean, Johnny Manziel is in the news. Cleveland Browns, man, there is a there is an organization that... Uh, They're looking ye- good for next year, though. No quarterback, no, no star wide receiver. No top wide receiver. Yeah. On the plus side, at least they have Isaiah Crowell. Ye- at least they have Mike Pettin. They brought back Mike. I thought they were just going to fire him after one year. Isn't that what they do in Cleveland? Bring somebody in, have him defy expectations, and then fire him? Yeah. Because you, 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 you got to build a winner that way. It's like that episode of uh, it's like that episode of like those competitive cooking shows where they have like one person start the dish and then the next person comes in for ten minutes. If the Browns are just on a long haul like that, where they just the person has to come in and be like, "I got all these pieces. What am I going to do with it now?" And then by the end of it, championship. Yep, that's what I'm talking about. But we got a lot of stuff to talk about, so we're just going to get to it. Are you ready to do it? I'm ready. Are you sure? I'm ready, Ray. <laughs> After three seconds of Super Tramp. Then they send me. They've done 49 of these, Brent, but has one been as capturing of the American spirit as this particular affair? I think for me, uh, it was a great Super Bowl. I think still clearly, I think the one that's the, the most exciting to me is when a team had the number one offense and the number one defense and got beat in the Super Bowl. And that was Super Bowl four with the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Minnesota Vikings. Wow, everybody. Somehow I had a feeling he was going to pull it back to the Kansas <laughs> they beat City the Chiefs. Purple people eaters. Yeah, what, 1970? 1970. Yeah, 1970. Yeah, 1970. <laughs> there you go. Jeez. Um, it was a really entertaining Super Bowl to watch. I'll say that. Although, you know, the first half was like Seattle couldn't pass at all. But then they came back and they tied they the game made, they with made five big, seconds to they go. They made big plays. And, yeah, and the, the play at the end of the first half where they have six seconds left and they're at, like at the 11 or something and they decide to run a play. That was crazy. So ballsy. But it worked. And it worked. And as a result, they ended up winning the... No. Mm. 
But you got to give it up to the Patriots, man. Down double digits in the fourth quarter, came back with back-to-back touchdown drives and kept the Seattle Seahawks out of the end zone. And then had to overcome another circus catch that could have decided the Super Bowl again. Yeah, when I saw that in highlights, I sort of got I was just like, how did anybody think the Seahawks weren't going to win the game after he comes down with that play with a minute to go? Oh, it, when they interviewed Tom Brady later, they even asked him, so you were having some doubts when they caught the ball? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And you see Tom Brady's reaction. He's like, are you kidding me? Again, <laughs> is this happening again? Is this really happening First again? First David Tyree's helmet catch. Then Mario Manningham with the, you know, uh, extension tippy toes but that's how you got to beat tom brady in the super bowl you have to do something inhuman inhuman in order to pull it off apparently but wasn't enough was not enough it was not enough so 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 many things talk about so many angles on this i mean which group of cheaters were you rooting for brent i was i told you i was rooting for new england i know i just wanted to frame it like that i was i was rooting for new england as well so i'm I'm very happy they won even though last week on the podcast podcast, you did officially pick i picked seattle thank you because i picked seattle and i officially picked New England. That's right. You and Benny both wrong. Me, I, I always think I'm going to get tired of being right. You know, like last year when you picked Denver and they got their butts handed, handed to them. them. Yeah, that was rough. And then this year, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to jump on the Seattle. But you know, a year too late, you jump on their bandwagon. They and were I still said, in you the know game. What? It's going to be New England. I mean, to be fair, my pick before the season to win the Super Bowl was better than your pick before the Super Bowl. Well, you picked the Detroit Lions to win the Super Bowl, despite not playing in the game. We both picked Seattle to be in the Super Bowl, correct? That is correct. Okay. And as a trolley move, I said that Detroit would win. That's right. But neither one of us picked it at the beginning of the season. So, therefore, since I had a better better regular season than either you or Ray, and we both had one Super Bowl team that didn't win. I I am Ray. And then you or Benny. (laughs) Are you seeing I am clearly the winner of our uh, picks also. Um, I'll give you a a percentage point victory. Yay me! By a nose. But all I can hear is victory in that. Play, you have to, uh, you know, hum the Michigan fight song for me. I gotta say, they have a pretty catchy, for a team that I dislike, they have a pretty catchy uh, fight you know, song. Every year it's voted the best fight song with the best uh, uniforms really? in all of football. Nice. Uh, year after year after year. People can keep trying. Oregon. It's not going to happen. Oh, I don't think Oregon's is very good. Um, well, I think, Oregon has 10 million different USC combinations. I think USC has a pretty good one. I think Alabama has a... Uh, Notre Dame, Michigan State, both have good fight songs. Some would argue Ohio Which one State. Isn't that I, I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas? I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Only hippopotamus will do. No crocodiles or rhinoceroses. All I really want is hippopotamuses. What is that? That's a Christmas song. Is that is that Notre Dame or is that USC? That's USC. Okay. Yeah. In any case, Super Bowl. Getting off track, that's not us at all. Well, we've got to talk about the final play. That's really the big takeaway from the game. Legacies and whatnot can go hang. The final play, well, not the final play, but the most important play at the end. Down to the one-yard line with 24 seconds to go and or 35 seconds to go or what have you and one timeout to go. Basically 30 seconds left. With one timeout, they rush the ball. Marshawn Lynch on first down gets to the one-yard line. Clock is running, and they call... A pass play. A pass play. A pass play. Rushing, Marshawn Lynch has been rushing the ball like a crazy person all day, getting Not success. going down. Very few times going down on first contact. And, and all he needs is to get to the line of scrimmage and spin, and he's in. So 
taking away what the actual result of the play was, mm-hmm. was throwing the ball there a bad idea? Yes. I say no. It was a bad idea. It was not a bad idea. It's been described by many people as the worst play call in the history of the Super Bowl. That's because people are prone to hyperbole, and they only remember what happened today. Mm, or because it's correct. It's not correct, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Tell me I'm why. Break You're this wrong, down. but tell me why. Okay, first off, on second down and one with one timeout to go and about 30 seconds to go, sometime on second or third down, you have to call a pass play. No, you don't. You have to because... There are 30 seconds left. It doesn't matter. If you call a rushing play and you don't get into the end zone and then they sit on you and then they, they, they you know what they do, they like sit on the guy, they don't let him up. It takes about more than 14 seconds in order to do it. If you call a running play on third down and don't get in, the game's over. You don't get another chance. That's incorrect. There's 30 seconds left. They snap it. If he gets taken down, they get they get the ball with 15 seconds left. They can still run it again, and all they have to do is not run out of time. They can because But that's the problem. By the time the ball gets set up again, the game's over. They could have run it twice and then on four, right before fourth down call timeout. And then they could still have run it a third time. There's no guarantee the way the way that all the shenaniganry happens with those piles and people knocking the ball to waste but a couple of seconds. When that happens at the end of the game, the referees stop the clock. They don't stop the clock. They do the clock. stop the clock. Absolutely not. Yep. They absolutely do not. They, they will let the time the, they, run out. They will not let the time I run out. I have been the victim. I've seen my team be the victim ha- of that they before. They had their timeout anyway. They still had a timeout left. Well, here's the deal. You and have here's to. Here's the deal. If they yes. would have run Marshawn Lynch there or if they would run a, 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 a you know an option play with the read option with. Which is the play they probably should have called. Then they probably score. And they could have run that three times. And any of those times, it doesn't matter. Because if, if they run it right there, if they run the read option like they should have. If he doesn't pass, if he doesn't hand it off to Marshawn, he can throw the ball away, and the th- clock stops anyway. That is correct. Okay, that's why you call a pass play there, no, so you can stop what, the clock. And one by the time. way, Ray, the guy didn't get into the end zone anyway. He, he got hit and landed outside of the end zone. So even if he caught the ball, you still have the exact same problem as if Marshawn Lynch had run it. Only it's not Marshawn Lynch running it with a full head of steam. It's this the, their fourth wide receiver well, getting knocked backwards. To be fair, what should have happened there was the ball get knocked down. He obviously doesn't catch the ball. Plus, Russell Wilson overled him. I'll say that all day no, long. He did. You totally disagree with me on no. that. Russell Wilson absolutely threw the ball a couple of feet to the left I'll of where this, he needed to. The guy to. could have been a little and 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 the and the Seattle offensive coordinator said this after the game. He could have been a little stronger with his route. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he gets knocked backwards by a smaller guy. A so, smaller, determined guy. Yeah, but still. <laughs> Let's face facts. Still. That's but, a one in a hundred play. Literally, one in a hundred. You've seen the stat. We talked about this before the show. Was that this past season in the NFL, people who were on the goal line, on the one-yard line, I should say, and ran a passing play, it was something to the effect of 66 touchdowns, 42 incompletes, zero interceptions. You're playing the math. You're playing the percentages by calling a pass play there because if you call it on second down when you could call a run or a pass as opposed to having to call it on third down where they know you're going to pass. That math is completely irrelevant because these those are all, uh, ex- with the exception of the ones that happened against the Patriots defense, all the rest of them were different teams. So it's like, com- you know, you're, but it's every you're team. combining every apples, team. teams apples that have and orange. better yeah. defenses than the Patriots. Doesn't can, matter. That play is safe, uh, generally well, speaking. Russell Wilson ruined many, the play. How many of those teams were going up against a Bill Belichick defense who had two weeks to prepare? Clearly some of them. None of them, except for the team after their bye week. Yeah. Bill Belichick had two weeks or to prepare. Or the team in week one. Yeah, or the team in week one. Only those teams. And the and Malcolm Butler said that he recognized the play, and that's why he jumped the route. Yep. So the point is, when Marshawn Lynch is running the ball, 
he might hit somewhere and they they okay they're gonna run him this way but he bounces off he does so such a good job you have to admit that Ray he's great at like if he gets hit he spins he turns he juggles around he is hard to get he's a, a really hard on. guy to bring down when okay? he when he unlocks beast mode he is an absolute terror to try to bring so down that's that what is I would a fact say. he is the best player on the field yes. You have to use your best player on the field. I'm just going to say right now, as far as playing the percentages and doing what seems like a good play call, you call the play that hasn't been intercepted all year long. You're trying to pick on an undrafted rookie Marshawn Lynch hasn't fumbled inside the one-yard line all year long, so I guess that's the correct play. I mean, I can say the same thing, too. How many guys have fumbled inside the one-yard line? Have we seen that stat? Uh, It's happened quite a few times. Oh, quite Uh, a few times? Based on what? Based on me me watching the Lions this year. Oh, okay. It happens a lot. But, again, I'm saying that doesn't matter because all that matters is how many times has Marshawn Lynch done it? That doesn't matter. How many times he fumbled? Him himself. It can happen. So what? You have to play the percentages. You have to call well, pass yeah. play. The, if I you're think, saying anything can happen, we're playing the yes. anything can happen, then you might as well run Marshawn Lynch. You are playing you're playing a very strong percentage that the undrafted rookie isn't going to beat the pick play, run through the pick inexplicably just because he's a small guy. You don't think he's going to run through two run through two bigger guys, establish position with perfect timing, and then have hands like a freaking crazy person and bring that ball down. Like what uh, he did was a it was a guy making a play on a very very good play I'm call. Your 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 way of thinking. Why is, can't we just give him credit for your it? Your way of playing. I'm giving him credit, but it's also a stupid call. You're saying <laughs> you're playing your your way of calling it is very defeatist. You're if saying, it was a stupid saying, call, well, it hasn't been intercepted the entire year. Exactly. If it was a stupid call, somebody else would have picked it off this year. You're not. Nobody saying, did. You're not saying nobody uh, did. What you should be saying, what you should be worried about, Ray, is what has the better chance of scoring a touchdown. And I say to you. That Marshawn Lynch has a better chance of scoring from the one-yard line than they do of scoring on that. Even you yourself said, well, it could get knocked down. Why are you wasting a play? You're not wasting a play. That's what it could Pete, be. Pete it Carroll could said, be a touchdown. We're, we're pretty much just a waste, a waste play. You know, it's either going to get knocked down. It's not going to get knocked down. It's going to get intercepted. It get popped up in the air. If you're going to waste a play, you throw the fade pattern in the end zone, which can only be caught by your guy in the corner. And if the undrafted rookie doesn't intercept the ball on that play... There were zero interceptions on that play all year long. Yeah, again, all year long. Again, I will say, not many of those teams were going against the Bill Belichick defense that, that had two weeks to prepare. There were there were teams that were better, better defenses than the Patriots yeah, this year. But it, it's, it doesn't matter who's better; it matters who prepares better. Because the, the, the best Seattle, defenses in the league in this Seattle only were able the, to knock Seattle it down. Seattle had the best defense, and they lost. Because they gave up 28 points. Well, that is correct. Yeah. That's because Tom Brady is, is a man. To admit that you were wrong. Oh, there's a 0% Thank you. chance. Thank you. Thank you just like much. going into that play, there was a 0%, 0% chance, chance of an interception. Correct. Yeah. There's a 0% chance I was wrong. Now, I agree with you, though. They should have run a read option or a naked bootleg or something like that. They yeah. should have run a fake to you Lynch. You either use Lynch or you, or you fake it to Lynch. They didn't either. You work the ball outside with your hugely mobile quarterback who can throw on the run, and either he runs or it in guy or he throws gashing, the ball out of bounds. Or Marshawn Lynch who's been gashing your defense that defense the entire true. game. That's true. I mean, uh, here's the deal. I still don't think calling a pass play was bad. I just think some you know guy you aren't expecting to made a play, which right. in hindsight makes it look bad. 30 seconds. He gets tackled. At least they at least get back up the line of scrimmage with fifteen seconds left. Right? Huge difference. Fourteen seconds of play. 
You only get two plays that way. You need twenty six. Okay, so twenty six seconds instead of thirty huge, seconds. Huge difference when you're talking about doesn't play call. matter. Even in, 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 my, in my in my scenario, I still even if I said they get up to the line of fifteen seconds, they still get up there at eleven seconds. They run another play. They could throw it on. They could throw it on third down. But that's the whole point: is you're throwing it on second down when you, you could do either as opposed to third. Down. I think I give myself three shots with Marshawn Lynch or two shots with Marshawn Lynch instead of throwing a slant. That's right in the middle of the field. You're throwing and a slant in the I'm middle of the field to give the yourself result, two more chances with Marshawn Lynch. No, because the, you don't want to get to fourth down if you don't have to. That's why you run Marshawn Lynch on second down. You want to finish uh, the game I, right there. I think it's a bad call. Well, you're incorrect. <laughs> incorrect. So tell me this then. Tom Brady, best quarterback of all time. No. The University of Michigan proud. Tom Brady from San Mateo, California, greatest quarterback in history. No. Absolutely not correct. No. No. The no. greatest quarterback in uh, my opinion, the greatest quarterback in NFL history was a former Kansas City Chief, Joe Montana. <laughs> Joe Montana is very, very four good. Do t- not get me wrong. Four Super Bowls. Zero losses in the Super Bowl. That's right, but he only made four. He Tom didn't. Brady made six and his defense let him down twice. He four scored no. the winning drive in one of those two losses. Four no. Well, but the difference is Montana led him led his team to touchdown drives in almost all those at the at the end of the game. Tom Brady always led his team to like Field goal drives at the end. So he um, let Adam Vinatieri do the dirty work. In, in his four Super Bowls, he led them to two field goal drives and two touchdown drives. Okay. Well, that's that's less than Joe Montana. <laughs> uh, Joe, Mon- You're right. Joe Montana had the greatest wide receiver in the history of football, and Tom Brady has a bunch of guys they pulled out of the parking lot before he the game Rob started. He has Rob Gronkowski, the most dominant tight end that Deion we've seen Branch for a long was time. a Super Bowl MVP. And remember when he's, he got his Hall of Fame jacket? Oh, wait. No. You he was out else? of the league like two you years know what later. Else? Tom, uh, Tom Brady. Compared to Joe Montana, Joe Montana yes. never accused of being a cheater. No, but Joe Montana uh, did, did see uh, John Candy in the crowd. Mm-hmm. So he's got that going for him. There you go. Tom Brady has been to more Super Bowls than anybody else. He's won just as many as anybody else. I don't see how you don't say Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time at this point. I say point. he's lucky that he had Bill Belichick for his entire run. Yeah, and wait a minute. Joe Montana's lucky he had Bill Walsh. What's your point? He didn't have him the entire time. He had him for the three of the Super Bowls. He also had to switch teams. You know, Tom Brady's lucky he didn't have to ever switch teams. If, if, he had to switch if, teams because Joe, Joe Montana's arm fell if, off. If Joe Montana hadn't, yeah, if his arm hadn't fallen off, he, he would have got that other Super Bowl. Do you remember when he had that playoff game when they had to drain his elbow at halftime? and he it looked like sack. He looked like he had a football shoved under his skin. Yeah, that was, was the most horrifying thing I've ever seen yeah, in my it was life. With the Chiefs. And by the way, the last quarterback to have a, a, super, uh, have a playoff win for Kansas City Chiefs, Joe Montana. Yikes. He could even get the Chiefs a playoff win, Ray. Wow. That should give you, give you some credence right there. That gives me some credence, some clear water, and some revival. Oh, and the year, and the year when uh, it's clearly not the system because the year that uh, Tom Brady was out, they only went eleven and five. Oh, I guess the- <laughs> Matt, Matt Castle <laughs> had a heck Matt of a Castle, year. Who's horrible? Bill Belichick's a heck of a coach. That's what I'm saying. But him and Bill Walsh are on the same level. Yeah, it's a one's defense and one's offense. But you keep know, it real. When when I was just saying, in the middle of his career. When he was out, everyone said, "Oh, New England's going to be terrible because they don't have Tom Brady." And they still went eleven and five. Yeah, but you remember earlier this season after what? After your game was it Game mm-hmm. Four when the Kansas City Chiefs blew him out? The Patriots, I mean. Yeah. Everybody came out and said, "Tom Brady looks like this is it. He's over the hill. He's slow. He should just retire right now, mid-season. He's clearly done." He and then he goes and wins the freaking Super Bowl. Yeah, that has nothing to do with the with the media overreacting. I'll just say right now, you never count him out. He's a great, he's a great quarterback. He's a great quarterback. If he wins a, if he wins a fifth one, if he wins a fifth one next year, do you then say he's the greatest quarterback of all time? Nope, because he's appearing in seven Super Bowls. He, it's hard. Every other Super Bowl of this particular era of football has Tom Brady in it. Okay, usually winning. Eli Manning is terrible, 
And Eli Manning beat Tom Brady head-to-head twice. Therefore, Tom Brady cannot be the best quarterback of all time. Eli Manning is terrible. You cannot take away Eli Manning's two Super Bowl victories. <laughs> and here's the problem. Much like Ohio State this year, Eli Manning earned both of those games. He played games out of his mind. He did. Both times. And got lucky with the Tyree and whatnot. But you can't take that. Especially the, the last one when Tom Brady marched him down the field with, what, like a minute and a half to go? Yeah. And then Eli Manning marched him right down the field and scored the you game winner? Tom Brady should have been more... Uh, worried about the time on the clock and should have managed the time better. Yeah, that's give, def- that's the defense's did, fault. If they didn't give him the, That's not on Tom Brady. That's on Bill no, Belichick. Tom Brady should have milked the clock a little more. If he did, Eli Manning wouldn't have had the chance and to come why didn't down. Tom Brady just go out and play safety for that drive? I he mean, should have. Why didn't he? Why didn't he? Tom Brady, obviously not all that. Please. Oh, please. So you saying he's the best uh, quarterback of all time? Yes. Hmm. I don't even think it's debatable at this point. I think it's definitely debatable. Well, you're not going to – you talk about – I mean, you talk about pure talent, stats, or you talk about Super I Bowl I mean, you're victories. also talking about an AFC that's been pretty weak during some of those years. He had to face Peyton Manning every single year, the other oh, one of the greatest to, five, top five to, quarterbacks of all time. He had to face Peyton Manning, who can't throw the ball anymore. But he had to face him when he could throw the ball. Yeah. Are you forgetting he played for the Colts for a whole bunch of years? Yeah, but they had You some, can't just talk about last year. They had a, they had a week. They, there was a – Peyton Manning never had an entire team until that one year. They never had a running game. Their defense. What are you wasn't talking about? Great. He had Marshall Falk, and then he had Edger and James, both Hall of Famers. Yeah, but sometimes their running game wasn't that great. Even but so, he had Hall of Famers. You can't say he didn't have a rushing game. Well, that's like saying, "Oh, the Lions would have won more," except they had that Barry Sanders he guy. He had an easy route to get the Super what? Bowl. Joe Montana always had to go through like the Cowboys back then, he who, did. Were, who were monster teams. The Cowboys. Who are the who are the who's the team that's equivalent of them? Colts. The Colts were the equivalent team of that. Colts. They destroy the Colts every time. Uh, every time but if one. The, if the Colts, if the Colts, you know, had uh, Big Poppy as their, or they had... Uh, David Ortiz? No, not David Ortiz. If they had David Ortiz, they'd be a totally different <laughs> what's team. What's the name the, the uh, pitcher for the Red Sox? If they had Pedro Martinez, they, you know, they would have to just, just admit that the, the Patriots are my daddy. You know what I mean? Patriots like, are my daddy. That's right. It's all true. But I mean, you, you can't. They were a very, very good team who did break. I don't know why you're Super so mad Bowl. about this. I said Tom Brady is a very good quarterback, yes. but he's four and two. He's four and two. Yeah. In other words, he had six. Not four and zero. Oh. He had six successful campaigns to get to the Super Bowl. Two Montana's four. Big deal. He won. It four. is a big deal. If he played an easier team to get to the Super Bowl, then who cares? He didn't. That's the whole point. You got to. You got to remember, teams popped up and 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 came and went. Yeah. All throughout the whole thing. But enough about the kitten bowl. <laughs> So dumb. You cannot be. I, I don't even know. You're wrong so much now. I don't know how you can even argue with me about anything. The most all- amazing part is that you say that, and yet there's going to be a handful. There's going to be about half the listeners who listen in, and they're going to say to themselves, "Brent, you're wrong." Yeah. Ray's right about everything all the time. Brent, you could yeah. not be more wrong. Stop declaring victory well, on bad points. Declaring victory on bad points. It's a great point. Put the best player in the game. Use the best player at the oh, end of the game. Tom Brady. I don't know why we have the, the, use him the whole game and then not use him at the end of the game. Well, that was the plan. But anyway, we'll be yeah. right back to talk a little bit more, a little bit off off the field football after three seconds of Super Grass. We are young. Now we've gone from the best of football. Now I think we have to go down the gutter and talk about the worst franchise oh. in all of football. The Detroit Lions. That is not the team I am trying to talk about. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Your Cleveland Browns. Hmm. Is there a bigger poop show going on in the NFL right now than your Cleveland Browns? Just in the last week alone, we find out Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football, Johnny Tebow, Johnny Clipboard now gets to be Johnny known as Johnny Jam Boogie, Johnny Rehab. 
He went into a rehab facility. Is this even genuine? That's the question I guess I have to ask. He went into a rehab facility. He's supposed to be in there for a few weeks. Obviously, he has a problem, but he's been spending this whole time talking about how he doesn't have a problem. He just likes to party. Well, that's what people say when they don't want to admit they have a problem, right? I I suppose that that is, in fact, the case. But I've been taking him at face value all this time. (laughs) Well, that that was your mistake then. So that's my mistake. Now, we did speak about this uh, ad nauseum, and I said, I guarantee you, before the next season starts, Johnny Football will be in rehab. And you said no. I don't Another remember victory for me! That never even happened. What uh, are you talking about? That would have been about? great, though. Imagine. <laughs> but I wonder what odds I could have got in Vegas on. I want to bet that Johnny Football will be in rehab before the, before the, Super, Bowl, before the Super Bowl. Johnny Football will be in rehab. And, I mean, if he, if he honest to gosh, is a real problem, then, you well, know, he I'm assured- glad... I'm he glad surely, he's getting the help that he needs. Let me just put that out there right he away. He surely does have a problem. Okay, I, Does he, though? Yes. I don't think he acts, and this is something okay. that I've heard said all the time, he doesn't act any different than any other 22-year-old with a bunch of money acts. He just does it on a very public stage and has a whole media chastising I, him for it. I know plenty of 22-year-olds that have jobs and they don't show up drunk to their jobs. But I know plenty of 22-year-olds that have jobs and do show up drunk to their jobs. Mm. At least back when I was 22. I don't know. Working in restaurants and stuff, like half the staff was hungover every single hung day. Hungover is not the same as being drunk currently. Or just not showing up, like yeah. after his big party. Yeah. But yeah, they, they well, after his big party, they went and got him, and he, they said <laughs> they had to send they people to his house to get him. drunk off his butt. But, yeah. And you know what? He likes to party. Likes to party, but when it interferes with the job, that means you probably do have a problem because you can't. But he didn't interfere with his job at Texas A&M. It didn't interfere. And let's face it, he probably drank in high school. He drank in college. And he still was able he to was provide able results. to get away with it, and the demands aren't as much in, in college. And people have been saying for a long time now that he doesn't prepare well enough. and He doesn't, he doesn't prepare at all, it seems yeah. like. I mean, the, 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 the thing coming out of Cleveland that I heard is if it was like an, an in-division opponent, like a Pittsburgh or a game that he really cared a lot about, you couldn't get him out of the film room. He was there all the time, like just just like grinding, grinding. A couple of times a year, he was grinding the film room. Yeah, but that's just like the guy that's like, you know, he goes to college, and I don't study all year, but I cram right at the last minute. But that's what he does. He did it in college, too. Like, if he was just playing a regular well, team, he would not basically not practice. In the NFL, that's not good enough. You're right. It's not good enough. Cleveland. Hmm. I'm talking to you, Cleveland. You know what? Cleveland should have known. They should have heeded the warning. He probably would have still been there in the second round. It, and, make- and if he wasn't, then you say, well, I guess it oh, wasn't well. meant to be. You know what? I guess I'll have to take this other quarterback. I guess i got to take uh, Garoppolo. But there are decisions that are made, and sometimes that's why we refer to certain franchises as losing franchises. In this case, that's why Cleveland is. But And maybe this is why, and maybe it's because I'm just cynical, is I look at this Johnny football going to rehab thing, and it feels disingenuous to me. It feels like, a, according to the sources, it was his choice to go into rehab, the team did not put him in there. Mm-hmm. To me, this just sounds like a, a, an agent, a PR firm, something. Like, what do these celebrities always do when they live very reckless lives? They say or they do the one thing, or they have the drunken thing that gets recorded where they embarrass themselves and say a lot of offensive stuff. They immediately check themselves into rehab, and then all's forgiven. Yeah. Is he just going the Hollywood route here? Am I being cynical? Well, and just you're thinking- being cynical because usually what happens is somebody has like a very public blow-up or something, and then they immediately go to rehab. It's not like, when was the last time we even heard anything about Johnny Football since the playoffs? Like a month ago, right? Thankfully, we have not heard from Johnny Football. So there was no big public thing that happened, so I 
Well, I, guess maybe I, I would I would disagree with that for a little bit because he did get suspended for the final game of the regular season. I mean, and he was hurt anyway. But that's over a month ago. But the, a lot of articles came out. Sports Illustrated had an article. All the Cleveland newspapers are doing articles about how Johnny Football was a mistake. We shouldn't. And these all trickled out over the last month. And maybe just the the PR around him was so yeah, bad. But the PR that should that should have led to him being like you know him showing up at like different places and working out really hard, not not going to rehab. What do you mean, like To? He's supposed to just set up in his driveway. And just start doing ab crunches. There are places you can go and work out. Those people go work out. Go for performance muscle beach things. I mean, go to the Manning how passing the camp. Thi- how is it tied together then, Ray? So, so he, so he's not playing very well. He was a mistake to draft. Yes. So I'm going to go to rehab. That's going to make me a better player. Yeah, because he can use his drunkenness as the reason why he wasn't playing very well, and he can do this Hollywood thing. Like, of go- and this is maybe me being cynical. I'll say it again, but it seems to me like something an agent or a PR person yeah. told him, like, if you're going to come back and be the Cleveland Browns quarterback next year, like, they're ready to potentially cut ties right now. You know what? Going to rehab shows, quote-unquote, maturity, and they're going to give him a chance next year where maybe they weren't going to do that otherwise. I'm going to call you Mr. Fantastic and Plastic Man and Mr. Armstrong because you are... Stretching it. Oh my god. That's gracious. a stretch, Ray. You think that's really that big a stretch? It you is. think somebody got in his ear? You're very cynical. He doesn't he doesn't care you about other question, people. He only am cares I being about himself. Cynical? The answer, yes. You're well, being of course cynical. I am. That's me we're talking about here. It's, it's what happens when you're from a cold weather state. Hmm. You tend to see the world. I'm from with a cold, cold weather eyes. state. I'm not cynical. Yeah, they grow corn there though. It's not quite Yes. Corn is delightful. That makes it all better. <laughs> Write um, that down. T shirt. Corn makes it all better. Corn makes it all better. Raisin Brent T shirt. Trademark by us. Don't even try Cafepress.com slash raisin brent. Uh, um, but then leading to the story that just dropped this morning, Josh Gordon has now been suspended for all of 2015 season because he vi- violation of the, the, the enhancement policy after getting the DUI last year. Well, he got cu- busted drinking again. But that was a mandatory suspension again. He's not supposed to be drinking alcohol. So, I mean, it's not even a surprise. We, when he got caught, when they said he failed an alcohol test, that means he's automatically getting suspended again. Yes. So what a mess this team is. What's next? You know, Drew Carey's going to say some very anti-Semitic things. I just feel bad for the city of Cleveland at this point. How much worse could it get? I'm wondering if it's maybe a portrait of Dorian Gray sort of a thing. Like the Ohio State's having all this success right now, but somewhere in their attic is a picture of the Cleveland Browns that just keeps getting older and older and crappier and crappier. Do you think Oscar Wilde has something to do with this? Probably. Assuredly. Yeah. He was a huge NFL fan. He was a big, he was a big footballer. Yeah. That is a true statement. In any case, what do you do if you're the Cleveland Browns right now? Josh Gordon's a mess. Johnny Manziel's a mess. Do you just like nuke the whole thing and start over? Because they won seven games last year. This is not a dead-in-the-water team we're talking about. They won seven games primarily without Josh Gordon and primarily without Johnny Manziel. Is there enough core stuff there that they can get away with just like standing you know what? Well, what would been, you do if you're the GM? I've, I've been hearing a lot about them maybe trying to trade for Mike Glennon since he's not starting there right Six now. Six foot nine Mike Glennon? I mean, you know. McGlennon? You would think like uh, all the other quarterbacks in the AFC North are smart enough to know we play in the snow. We have big, big, tall quarterbacks. Oh, you don't have tiny little juniors running around yeah. with tiny hands who are exactly. drunk? Yeah. You don't? Th- Oh, look at him. When we sack him, he makes the cutest little tiny snow angel. Johnny Football. It's my impression of Johnny Football getting hit. You know, you need a a big guy like... (laughs) (laughs) A big guy like Flacco or Roethlisberger or even Andy Dalton's not a small guy. Andy Dalton's not a small guy. Was he 6'3", 6'4"? So, you know, maybe they do that. That would would be a nice help. And then they... And you got to get some wide receiver help, I guess, because Josh Gordon, he's done. He's done, right? He's going to... He's going full on Titus Young at this point. Yeah. 
I mean, their defense is pretty good. So if they can keep that defense together for another year, I don't know what their cap situation or who's free agents or anything, but if they have that same kind of defense, that's that could be a winning defense. I'll even give him credit here. Mike Patton's a pretty good coach. Yeah, and Boyer, he, you know, he's he showed that he's like, you know, just kind of whatever, but he they still kept him in enough games. I mean, that's all you really need to do. You need a game manager and you uh, should be in games. Yeah. Well, if I'm Mike Patton out there, I blow it up. I immediately I cut Josh Gordon. I cut Johnny Manziel, uh, every single bad dude on my team, cut, 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 cut. They weren't really helping you anyway, and they aren't very good. Well, you can't cut Johnny Manziel, though. Isn't that kind of the point? I mean, if you're right, if you're in your cynicism, you are correct. You can't cut him right now because then you just seem like jerks, right? It's, yeah. like the, it's like the crazy lady on The Bachelor that says, I'm about to get eliminated. Let me lay on the floor and act like I passed out. Oh, no. The stress was too much. <laughs> I will lie perfectly in this position. We've, the point uh, is, we've seen this show before. Yeah. You're fooling no one. Yeah, I, I. You know what I do if I'm Mike Patton? Then if I'm not, if I, you're right. If I can't cut Johnny Manziel, uh, maybe I bring him in as my third string quarterback mm-hmm. next year, like Wade, and make him earn his way up depth chart. They were ready to have him be the starter this year, and, then if he and he refused it, to earn it. If he earns it, that's great. He's not going to earn it. He's terrible. Well, either he's going to learn his lesson and he'll at least get a shot, or he won't learn his lesson and we'll never get to see him because he's not going to. He doesn't do the work. He's definitely not. Talented enough to play without doing the work. You are 100% correct on that. Uh, if Last question. If you're the Finally, Browns, we agree on something. Finally. <laughs> if you're the Cleveland Browns, do you use one of your first three rounds of draft picks to take a quarterback? I think it depends on, uh, I don't know where they draft in the first round, but if... I believe if, they might have traded that pick away for Manziel. Then... So second or third round, do you I take don't a think quarterback? So. I think they need to get an established semi-established quarterback now in think, free agency, and I think that Mike Lennon does make a lot of sense for them. Sorry, I'm feeling right over and there. I, I, I have the hiccups. <laughs> uh, and I think that Mike Lennon makes a lot of sense for them. I think they go out and make that trade, then they don't have to worry about developing a guy for a couple more years or coming in with a rookie, even though in, you know, in the recent years it hasn't been as big of a deal. But I think that's what they're going to do. And because they don't, they don't have a high enough draft pick to get someone that you would think would be an. Uh, I say a, he drops to the second round. They take Jameis Winston. No chance of that happening. <laughs> zero chance. There's no chance of taking a problem child quarterback at no, the Browns. Zero chance of him dropping. It seems to like the that's round. all that they do. You don't he think he will not drop to the second? Interesting. Round. Okay, no. we'll see how the combine goes. Uh, in any case, we're gonna be right back. We're gonna talk a little uh, something else after three seconds of. The 85 Chicago Bears. This is Steve, and it's no wonder. I run like lightning, pass like thunder. So bring on Atlanta, bring on Dallas. This is for Mike and Papa Bear Hallis. Uh, our favorite show's coming back, Brent. Yeah, the Americans. No, not the Americans. It's already back. Let's talk about what happened in the first episode back. Right? I haven't, I'm still a season behind. Well, I then got... how do you clear yourself a fan of the Americans and don't watch it? Our listeners are depending on us to give two opinions. Not one, one correct one by me, and one incorrect one by you. How and what you. are they supposed to do when they don't get the incorrect? They it depends because people will like I'm going to listen to what Brent says and agree with it, or I'm going to listen to Ray and disagree with it. How are they supposed to watch the show and not have that dissenting opinion that is incorrect if you are not watching it? Well, I I, I hate to tell people that I will not have a wrong opinion about the Americans this uh, this season. Oh. I got to get caught up again. Okay, I'm talking about the Walking Deadsman. Oh, yeah. Walking, Walking Dead, Dead comes back. and <laughs> Doesn't it seem like it just left, and now it's coming yeah. back real soon? And they say there's only going to be five episodes to end the season, too. Like, it's just a short. It's going to be like a month. It's going to be like a flurry. And it's going to be gone. Okay. I'm super, super excited about this season. Now, I guess I would ask the question. Uh, you've read the comic books. I have not, to just rehash for people yeah. at home. Uh, predictions on what's going to happen this season. 
You mean in the next five episodes? That's right. I mean, they went in and then, uh, spoiler alert, but let's face it, you would have had to have seen it at this point. Well, if you're not listening right now, you can turn it off, but I would assume you either are caught up or yeah. you don't watch The Walking Dead. Well, the stuff we're talking about right now, just at the end of last Happened season. Was, months ago. And it also stuff we've already talked about on the air, so. Yeah, it's true. Spoiler alert, I guess. Question mark. Not really. So, Beth got murdered at the hospital. She got shot right in the face, and then they blewed out a lady cop. She got accidentally shot. She wasn't murdered. She was straight up murderized. Uh... Murderfied. Murdered in the face. Um, well, I think they got to go back in and you know get T- everybody, take everybody get, out. Get everybody hates Chris. Everybody did. Do you think everybody hates Chris? Like, didn't just go with them anyway because she was. Everybody hates Chris was just going to stay behind the hospital because sure. of Lady uh, Cop. Did, did, did he go with them? I don't remember. I thought he did. Maybe he did. I think they still might need to go back in there and clean house. That's probably what Rick wants to do because yeah. at this point, Rick is a complete psychopath who just wants to go murder everybody. But um, I would only imagine they're going to go to a new locale. But in five episodes, how big of an arc can you really run? Yeah, not that big of a one. Uh, what else happened? They were leaving the church or are they going back to the church? Well, they're going to be dealing with the aftermath of Eugene <laughs> saying that. Correct. He lied. Well, both, you lie! Both groups, the Eugene group and then the Rick group, came back together outside mm-hmm. the hospital as they were carrying Beth's limp, lifeless body out. So they are back together again as a group. We all know that Eugene... You lied! Oh, so this is... Okay. So based on the comic because this is going to be when they end up going up against those uh, hybrid, like, stronger... Zombies. Spoiler, okay. Spoiler alert. No, I mean that's that's pretty spoiler normal alert. for zombie movies. No, I'm I, I made Is that it? up. I made that up. Completely. That sounds good. Or did I? I don't know. No. Um, I don't <laughs> I- know. You could I have mean, said the anything is, there. Uh, you're asking me to predict based on the comic book? I don't know because they are they have strayed so far from the comic sure. book and, you know, there are a couple characters I would like to see. Okay. Okay. There's a guy that shows up that has a that has a tiger. Okay, awesome. Yeah. I'm already I'm already in. Yeah. He has a tiger that's his pet. Tiger. You know, fights along with him. That that guy I would like to see. Okay. And a certain other fellow with uh that has a a baseball bat. And that's all I'll say. Okay. Yeah. So Casey Jones from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles That's comic book. I knew it. I didn't want to say anything, but there it is. Fair enough. I mean, I'm going to make a prediction right now. I mean, you only have five episodes, so you can put together a pretty compelling arc, but it's going to get truncated pretty fast. So you can't put them up against any big time threats. Well, remember, this is just a continuation of the same season. But let's face so. it, at the end of the season, mid-season finale, mm-hmm. where Beth gets shot at the hospital, that resolved, and the Eugene episode like at the same time, that resolved a whole mm-hmm. heck of a lot. As far as storyline goes. So they're almost starting fresh again. Yeah. Now we have all these characters at this moment. Where do they go next? Yeah. And I guess this is my question is, do they stick around someplace for a while? I feel like the crew's about to hit the road. But I don't know where necessarily they would be going. I don't necessarily think they're going to hit the road. I think they're going to look for a safe place. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll disagree on that. You say they're looking for some place to stay, and I say well, they're going place. to Now, they somewhere. may have to hit the road to find a safe place. Sure. But I mean, hitting the road hasn't been that successful. Like, the roads are all clogged up. To be fair, neither is staying in one place. That's true. A.K.A. the prison and the farm. Yeah. (laughs) And the governor's place. And I think, you know, who is the dude that's following them? The guy that had the son? Oh, yeah, the guy from season one. Yeah, he's not going to catch them ever until... The very last episode, probably right. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> I really, I'm re- maybe that maybe that's where we're going with it though. Maybe we follow his storyline for a while. Forgot about be. him. Yeah, it could be. In any case, every single week we will be doing a recap of the Walking Dead episode for the next five weeks, unless Ray is a liar like he was with the Americans. So unless that happens, we will be doing that. So stay tuned. We're going to be all up on some Walking Dead, or you maybe mo- Ray won't be, and I will you- be. And we'll be right back up to wrap up the show after three seconds of Super Chunk. All these open spaces Well, they give me no cover now
we were only like two weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting for baseball. Yeah. I mean, are you excited about this Major League I'm Baseball season? I'm going to spring training this year to see the Royals. I would imagine <laughs> that's going to be packed. This is where all those, you know, uh, bandwagon Royals fans come out of the uh, well, come out of the woodwork. Let's see. Let's see it. That'll be fun. It'll be like the Royals being rock stars at uh but I don't know. It's still a long ways to go. But they don't really have a ton of like recognizable people on their team though, right? Like they're still kind of just an everyman team. Do they really yeah, have a celebrity that. that popped out of that team? I would say that. I mean, you know, besides Sung Woo Lee? Sung Woo Lee. Maybe maybe Hosmer, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Lorenzo Cain. Lorenzo Cain was really really good. Maybe Kevin Dyson. The man who got himself picked Kevin off. Kevin Dyson, the guy that the, oh wait, that's the the guy that's that, the Titans guy. The guy that got tackled at the one yard line against the Ger- St. Louis Rams. Gerard Dyson. Gerard Dyson. There we go. Yeah, Kevin Dyson. Maybe Kevin Dyson plays baseball now. Oh man, and he'll get a tryout with the Royals. Forty years old, he's going to come out and start playing baseball. Oh my gracious me! Um, so you're excited though, right? Like now that the NFL season is officially in the rearview mirror. Yeah. Until of course you know the NFL brings out the schedule. Although you know what, I'm the draft. I'm actually excited now about the NFL draft. I mean, I I love the whole process. And and tomorrow is National Signing Day for uh, new college football recruits. That'll be exciting well, to see who the new players on our teams we'll will be. Definitely make sure we talk a little bit about that on next week's show. Yeah, that'll be something there. But baseball season, I'm really fired up for it. I still have no idea if my Tigers team is going to be good. Yeah, they won't. at all. They will be terrible. I think that whole yeah. AFC. I think this year I'm going to have to give AFC. you games. I'll have to give you games this year, Ray. So you got me screwed up. I said AFC, AL Central. I think the whole AL Central is going to be great this year. I think that the Detroit would be great in the AFC because <laughs> Miguel Cabrera as a left tackle be amazing. May you never get past him. Yeah. <laughs> Gracious. Um, but cool. Well, yeah, two weeks away. I think it's like the uh, the 18th of February is when pitchers and catchers officially report, and then it's time. It's time. It's time. I'm feeling it. Man, it's a long trek, man, that baseball season. It only starts in February and ends in November. I know. Why do you mean it's – what are you trying to say? It's a long trek. It's Jeez. only two months off. Jeez. Uh, in any case, that's the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening out there. I appreciate you guys checking us out on uh, iTunes, downloading to your podcast apps to your phone, checking us out on Stitcher web-based radio. Mm-hmm. If you could on any of that, either put us in your playlist on uh, Stitcher, helps us out. iTunes, give us a five-star review. Put something in the box. We'll probably say it at some point. Do these things. These things help the Raisin Brent Show become a thing. And we appreciate it, right, Brent? Mm, I guess. You guess. This is when you're supposed to be selling people helping us out. Oh, oh yeah, guys, do it. It's amazing, you guys. <laughs> Thanks for that. Whatever that was. <laughs> Man, you guys are the best. Well, in any case, uh, we have lots of ways you can contact the show. Thanks, Brent. Uh, you can contact me on Twitter. I'm at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. Or you can tweet the show at Ray Brent Podcast. You can email us, raybrentpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, you could even go to our website. We have a website, Brent. Isn't that exciting? Awesome. RayBrentPodcast.com. You can go there and get all kinds of show notes and see the things we're talking about. We'll and you can go stuff. to the website and you can look at it. Wow! You can see things. Yep. Boy, oh boy, that's very, very exciting stuff. You get links to all kinds of episodes. I'm going to start going backwards in time, putting up a few of those things forwards in time. You Got know. more links than Zelda. Am I right? Got more, Got more really? links than Scotland. Got more links than a Got chain gang. Got more links than a junkyard dog eating some... Hot links. Are you done? Yep. We also have people we'd like to thank for the show. We have to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. The train wrecks. Got to thank the train wrecks. Got to thank Jordan Monsell. Not sell me some art. Got a silhouettes by Jordan. You got to go there. It's silhouettes by Jordan on Facebook. You should buy some of his steampunk superhero silhouette art. That's 
right? That was three S's in a row. That was good alliteration on my part. Downton Abbey art, dude. Downton Abbey art. That's your groove, which it is mine. I love watching. Is it really old timey rich people argue about formalities? Yeah, but you also watch The Bachelor. Uh yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna I've been watching you right this now. You've been I'm watching, watching the season. season. Hey, and you watched the highlights with me. You and made it me sit down and watch crazy. Him. It was absolutely was crazy this season. It's the craziness. I haven't watched it in, I don't know if I've ever watched the full season of The Bachelor, but I watched it this season because of the craziness and because the guy's a farmer from Iowa. That's wow. Different. So what you're saying is he's got a PhD. <laughs> in any case, we also have to thank David Knoll for producing the show. And uh, anybody else you want to thank, Brent? Uh, no, not really. I don't feel like thanking anybody except myself for being right about the Super Bowl again. Congrats. Yep. Later, everybody. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. Do you have a specific topic you want to hit up at the top of the show? Like or? any other ones other than... Yeah, the, the things we talked about already. Is there anything, you know... Do you want to talk about Nora Jones? Why? What would Nora Jones do? Nothing. She's, she's just hot. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ravi Shankar's daughter. I don't think we'll be talking about Nora Jones. Why not? Come fly away. <laughs>